And welcome in to your Corporate Global Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, as uh, the great Stained would, would say, it's been a while since we have <laughs> talked the NFL. What's up? It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, nothing much. Just, you know, have I've had a pretty good start to the to the to the league yeah to the league matches um, that that's for sure don't sell yourself short <laughs> mr mr four and oh first place yeah it's it's been nice been it's felt good but as we know the nfl turns quickly as we saw this week like it was a scramble already and it's uh yeah it's, it's crazy it's crazy especially with dynasty and how deep benches are it's like we will get more into it, but like when one of your stars get in, gets injured, it means someone else's like second stringer or someone whom you might mm. be playing can like get a lot better too, and so it Very really true. creates some fun, fun dynamics. So, um, but yeah, it's been super exciting. Been catching as many games as I can. I normally catch almost all the Sunday afternoon slate, and then normally the first half or so of mm. the afternoon. Okay, and then I did watch that terrible titans monday night game mm. uh, yes the doubleheader the the bills so. game yeah Oof. yeah the bills game within the eagles and vikings happening on the as the later monday night game yeah two very not good games it, it's kind of interesting i my one of my takeaways from the season so far of uh, real life is that um we've had some amazing noon slates like three of the four have had just the most buck wild finishes and then pretty much time after time again all of the primetime games have been awful um huh, yeah. they've either been like blowouts or between like very low scoring you know then you had like the dolphins and Bengals thing the other day which probably would have been a good game if not for the horrific Tua injury so yeah, it's just been it's been strange. I've really enjoyed having red zone um, for the twelve o'clock games, though. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. I hadn't even thought about that, but it does, it has seemed like the the primetime games I haven't necessarily missed a ton. I mean, yeah, you have close scores, but not not anything super exciting. So yeah, no, I definitely agree to agree with that. Um, and you know, it's funny. I think we. I talked about our our last preseason episode or whatever, my prediction with how things would shake out with the Titans and Colts. And I still kind of feel the same way, like that one of them will suck and one of them will be pretty good. But so far, it hasn't been either of them. Um, They both had very bad moments. And I don't know about like very good. That might not be appropriate, but like they've shown that they could be good. Yeah, they're they're also extremely similar, mm-hmm. like in terms of if they get the running game going and play defense, they can beat almost any team in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. their defense is good enough to win games, and their running back is good enough to like genuinely run out the clock. But if they can't, if one of those things is off, or if they end up in like a shootout situation, it's extremely difficult for them to like do much. Yeah, I mean the the Titans 
best win so far was against the Raiders, but they barely kind of hung on to that. <laughs> you know, at the end, that was a very dicey game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, have you heard the stat about the Titans' second half scoring? No. Okay, uh, they've been outscored. I think I heard it was something like 67-7 to 7 in the second half. Oh, my. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, didn't score like, They didn't score any points against the Colts in the second half this week, so... Yeah, no, I actually was actually looked up because I was like, is this true? And I think that the that red zone would have never gone over to the Colts Titans game except for the two fumbles and the missed field goal. Because yeah, it did. It was at the twenty-two and twenty-three, like each time the fumble happened, and the Titans never got in the red zone. Wow! And actually, as I'm I'm looking at this live on the air, the only points that have been scored in the second half through the first four weeks of the NFL was in Week One uh, against the Giants which they ended up losing that game, but they scored a touchdown in the third quarter, which means since that there have been, let's see, seven quarters in the second half in a row where they haven't scored. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's abysmal. It's there's, there's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. There's something wrong, but not even a field goal to come from that. It, that is strange. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, it's not just them. The Colts have had their, you know, quite fair share of issues. Um, and, and yet somehow beat the Chiefs. So I don't really know what to think about the Colts. I think they're bad. I think that if Jonathan Taylor does not play this Thursday game, that it could be ugly um, against the Broncos. But if he were to play, I feel like they could beat the Broncos because the Broncos have also been kind of bad. So just a weird oh. thing. Like the Russell Wilson experience in Denver so far has not been what I think all of us expected. Um, like... I thought they would have played the Raiders a little closer than they did, but Josh Jacobs just dominated. Yeah, he he did, and I will say this was that my almost like throwaway hot take. Like it was like the hot take when I said it. You're like, oh, that is spicy. Like we were both like, oh yeah, that's a stupid. That's like a crazy take about Russell Wilson being cooked instead of cooking. Yeah. Like, but dude, he did something. The Broncos don't, like, don't have it right now. Yeah, and like I don't even think it's him necessarily. Like he played fine in that Raiders game, from what I could tell. But I guess like Javante couldn't do anything, and then I don't know. They it just looks like none of them were on the same page. Yeah, I also think Javante ended up actually got hurt. I think he like tore his yeah ACL he did and LCL or he something, yeah. which really sucks. Like I mean, welcome. I guess that just means he's now an elite running back. Like. Now that you have a torn ACL, I, like it just cements him as part of the mysterious dynasty running backs who are like, of course he tore his ACL. Like I really hate it for him. Yeah. There was so much hype. Like he was pretty much ready to ascend the throne over Jonathan Taylor, and then he tore his ACL. Yeah, and and of course it would be like bringing it back to dynasty for the popular ballers. Right when J.K. Dobbins looks like he's yeah coming back into form, and like for Javante to now go down. Yeah, he had Brees Hall, you know, doing pretty well. Um, every most everyone except for Kyle Pitts had been clicking, and now this happens, just a, a huge blow. Because the the whole thing I think for Jake would would have been like, you know, try to stay around five hundred, even if you're a game or two below, maybe until you get Deshaun Watson back, and then, you know, you could have been a playoff team. But now I think that's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
and and with that, we sh should we go ahead and move yeah. into like what the uh, into the standings? Let's do it. So we we had said you know we're not going to go through four weeks of <laughs> game matchups, but uh, since we are a solid four weeks in, we'll go through the standings, kind of revisit each team, see if things are where they are, or you know exp talk about any of the crazy differences. So popular ballers are in tenth place at one and three, um, which is not where we had them projected by any means. Um, they do have. They have had a pretty tough schedule so far. Um, I don't know. I mean, where are you at with the ballers? Jake made a, a comment earlier today in Discord where he was saying he should probably start tanking. Do you feel that way? Uh, well, it's tough to say no with, like, to. There's a part of me that thinks that the tank should maybe start, and that's strictly because of Javante Williams going down now. Like, if you were getting Dobbins back, mm -hmm. um, I think you you have a much better like chance of your starting running backs being like Javante, Brees, Hall, and then like Dobbins as a flex, or one of those as a flex, and then Cup, McLaurin, Pittman, wide receiver. But getting to bump off Hayden Hurst or Lazard, mm -hmm. I feel like would is a is a pretty big upgrade for like your chances of winning. Uh, and it, he still has. We'll see what happens with Pickens and like the whole Steelers situation. Like is Mitch, like is Mitch Trubisky like not the starter? Is he like? I think so. I think Pickett is in for sure now. Yeah. So like. If Pickett and Pickens like I, this is this is something that I believe that backup quarterbacks like the third string wide receiver because the third string gets a ton of work on the second team and mm. so like it's a good theory and so and so there's a often like and then especially like rookie to rookie like that just seems to be something that happens like in practice you get to work with them more so in their first couple of games they get to take off but it depends who does that if Dak comes back next week for real and like is playing then I think maybe you can keep keep, keep playing, going. but yeah, you're still just like you're just on the cusp, I think. Yeah, and it 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 is frustrating that it's not even that like his team couldn't have uh, done it without Deshaun. It was that all these other injuries popped up, like losing Dak, now losing Javante. Like if if without that, like I I don't think we'd even have to necessarily have this conversation, which sucks. Um, one thing you got to think about is just the morale of the team and the image of the brand, because this is, we're talking about a franchise here who in the third year in the league, including the one win this week only has nine weekly victories to claim. And that's including a season where we had an entire extra win <laughs> given out each week. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's been several franchises who have eclipsed nine victories in both seasons. Um, so you do have to worry about, you know, will the fans be able to handle a third tanking season? Yeah, you do. You do wonder, but I also think there have been so many injuries. The Deshaun Watson situation, which was part of the start, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just so many unfortunate things. Um, like, you know, it is. But and the thing too that makes this even more difficult in my mind is like is is what does the tanking even look like for this team because a lot of the pieces that you have i think you want to keep for next year you know so like what are you just doing lineup tanking are you 
are you entertaining the idea of selling Cooper Cup? Like, you know, like that's where it gets a little dicey. Yeah, I think I think that the Cooper Cup sell is probably the 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 final place to go, but I don't know. We can talk about this more too, but players really are playing to be to later in life. They are. Yeah. So. And, and I don't, I don't think Cooper Cup does anything that you know, he can't continue to do well for several more years. I mean, I know he's 29 and that's like oftentimes seen as the like dangerously old wide receiver, whatever. But I think you still get two or three awesome years out of Cooper cup. Yeah. And you know, yeah, especially like for reference, when a player like Adam Thielen is 32 and can still be productive, it really makes me think that someone like Cooper cup could keep being productive yeah for several more years so so that makes it tough i mean at that point you're looking at if you keep him i don't see any other big trade pieces for him to try to get extra extra pieces but we'll see maybe you just go week by week i think you could push it another week or two uh like you said and and see um in ninth place we do have the team that both of us projected to be 10th which is the marley magic um they had a a pretty interesting start putting up some big big points uh Maybe not week one. Week two, I think they had 170 points in a big win over the Mooses. And other than that, it's been been rough. Um, what do you think about the Magic with Tua going down, especially? Yeah, I mean, the Marley Magic definitely have uh, their team just benefits the most for no median. If there's any team that really thrives <laughs> yeah, on the random true. things happening, it's it's the Magic. But I just like. To put in perspective, something like forty-five percent of all of their points were scored by Tua and Chubb that week. Right. You know what I mean? And like, you know, you catch a forty and a thirty-point week only a handful of times in a season. Yeah, um, this seems like the type of roster that, uh, if you were to just leave it alone, you're probably just going to keep losing. And if anything, the random weeks are just going to end up hurting you by, like. Yeah, sure. You might get a win here or there, but it's just, if you had just realized, accepted who you are earlier, you may have gotten a better draft pick. <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, if they if if you make it to the playoffs, if you make it to the dance, anything happens. Any, yeah, anything can happen. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I still kind of feel the same way as I did at the start of the season on the Magic. Um, I think Chubb. Should, could fetch a pretty penny. Um, he's been amazing so far. I think he's the number one running back in fantasy. Um, and doesn't look like that's going to slow down. But, I mean, that's up to, you know, those two guys need to decide what they want. Yeah. You know, and it's I think it's also t- tempting because that week three, they only they lost by, like, a point. So they, they could be staring at two and two real easily, so... That's true, and it, that would potentially change my mind as well. Because, but I, I do, I think that we're gonna start to see a little more separation in the next couple of weeks. Um, if you look at some of the scheduling that's coming up, like after this week, for example, like I'm at two and two, the same as some of some of these other teams. But uh, if I can beat the Abbey this week, then I have Pit Kings, Matriarchs, Magic. 
God Kings. Like some of these two and two teams are, are going to start to pull away from each other. So we will see. I think the Pit Kings up next at number eight is a team I'm very interested in hearing your thoughts on. So they have like the, I think they have a top five points for, um, but they have a lot of points against probably the the, the second highest in the league um, at one and three. This is not where I thought they would end up. Yeah, this and this is one of those, this is a tough, a tough scheduling situation. So their their scheduling for the season went like this. They had to play the winter faces, which they won in that in that week one matchup. Yep. Then touchdown to Abby. Then me, the Bruce Matthews, and then into the game of thrones against the God Kings. That's a that's a tough that's a tough lineup. Yeah. And I think their game against uh the Against you and uh, who did they play week two? The Abbey, both, neither were like embarrassing point totals. Like they could have beaten several other teams that week. Yeah. And that's like, um, yeah, I agree. And that was also, I think I said this, but I think that the hour game was technically the biggest blowout at like 12 points that week three get matchup. Yeah. Which I thought very was very close. Every, uh, yeah, every that matchup. whole week was close. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, I don't think I realized that. Um, yeah, so that is. It's interesting that you know Jake's been keeping up with how the standings would change with the median, and the Pit Kings would only go from eight to seven, um, which kind of surprises me a little bit. I would have expected them to be higher, but I guess. I don't know. I don't know what explains that, but I, I think that. Oh, I can tell you what it is. They. <laughs> This is. I feel like this also happened to Colton last year, and I feel like he was the player most often fighting against the median as like a final opponent in the week. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and he lost to the Mooses for the median by half a point. Like, or he Uh, would have. Right. Okay. That would make sense. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, and so that would have made it to where they would both be four and four and four, and he would be ahead of him in that case so yeah that's that's a great example he would have been in fifth instead of seventh <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i i think colton's team is is, is just fine i think it is going to be really tough though you know if those were his first four weeks that means those will be his last four weeks too um of the regular season if i'm not mistaken let's see he will play okay so i think five of the weeks repeat so yeah so he'll have to play god king's touchdown nabby you and wyatt again at the end of the season so he's got to really get on a roll here in the next few weeks or he'll be in danger yeah well and you know so i sort of mentioned leading in about like the players getting injured and that really making a big swing and i was and one of the big ones this week for me was swift going down and jamal williams mm. getting to start mm-hmm. that is in a that big game swing. of thrones matchup that's a that's a pretty big swing even though the god king still had plenty of, of power on the bench bench with um with their running backs that was just uh that's tough that's a tough uh it's an unfortunate matchup timing yeah the timing especially with them going against each other like that um Okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself there. Yeah. 
I think Col- but I think they're fine. Oh, yeah, I think they're fine. That's yeah, that's where I was trying to to go and uh Chris Godwin came back and immediately like returned to form. So that's another good sign for them too. Like he doesn't have to worry about like a hangover or anything. And honestly, CEH has been one of the surprises of the year for me so far. Like if we if we gave like a midseason uh award for like player I've been most surprised by so far it's him like he's like the fourth running back right now just been killing it yeah and I, I was a little oh I know they were playing Tampa Bay so I understand why he he was given the the bench this week but that's a he's been he's been on a he's been on a heater of course this will be a a classic like the next time you play CEH he'll have like a dud like six yeah, pointer for um, sure. but but this is something we talked about at the beginning of the season that we thought CEH could have like a, a pretty strong bounce back. The Pacheco Reddit. Yes. Like, the hype. <laughs> just like hype was just absurd. Yeah. Like, un- unwarranted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, after Colton, we have at seventh place uh, the Matriarchs, who are about where I think we thought they would be at this point in the season. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree sitting there right around the the playoff bubble had some unfortunate losses and then some very close wins so yeah she's she's kind of caught both sides of the sword so to speak there that's true and i i think the the scary thing is like we haven't really seen her have any booms yet like she's consistently like been around that 120 mark i feel like is what she's averaging um, and so that's just going to be one of those things where like, if, if those are the points you're putting out, you ha- really need the luck of your opponent to keep, keep getting wins. Um, if our, if our team can't find some explosive weeks, which with Derrick Henry, that should happen, but it just hasn't lined up yet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to see here where, where the, the booms really could happen. Waller. Der- yeah. I was gonna say Darren Waller, not having anything really go for him so far um no really big weeks i think it's probably one of the most surprising things yeah yeah and honestly zeke has been pretty disappointing so far too uh he hasn't really scored at all i don't think if he has maybe once yeah he scored one touchdown this season so far through four games which is just not typical for him um so that's that's hurting her as, as well yeah, and I have noticed that she does the double up on Zeke and Pollard, which I don't think is a bad move, but um, just found that interesting. Yeah, and I think the other problem with her team is going to be just like, are you ever going to get a boom boom weeks out of those quarterbacks that she has? Um, between the three, Ryan, Mac Jones, and Davis Mills, like I feel like you're getting at best, you know, 18, 15 points from them. So, I mean, that's great from a consistency standpoint, but if, like we said, if she's needing to hit a higher ceiling some weeks to win games, I don't think it's going to come from, from the quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think her, her best hope for that would is a Davis Mills getting a Blake Bortles. Like, it's a blowout, so they're just letting him throw for, like, 300 yards and three touchdowns and, like, mm-hmm. a 41-21 to 21 loss kind of deal. Yeah, no, that, that's Gosh, a good point. Blake Bortles was amazing in he was. that year in fantasy where the Jags were just so bad and he just threw it 
a million times at the end of every game. Yeah, it was it was hilarious how effective <laughs> it was. I think that year he was like top two or three quarterback. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. He was number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He was the fourth overall fantasy quarterback, which is absolutely hilarious. But either way. Okay, enough Blake Bortles talk. Uh, moving up next, we have debatably the surprise of the early season, the Rocky Mountain Mooses. Yeah, sixth place. And S- sitting in the first playoff spot. Yeah, sixth place. And, and not only that, but his loss this week uh, could have been a win against several other teams. He went up against me, but he would have beaten a handful of other, other teams this week. So um, I think the strength here obviously is that Trevor Lawrence started off doing pretty good. And then um, his receivers, like he has so many of them that a couple of them can have down weeks. Like this week he had Deontay Johnson and Waddle only scored four and five, but like Metcalf scored 21, Hollywood Brown scored 20. Um, so like he's just one, two or three of those guys every week are going to have some big weeks. Yeah. But it seems that essentially what, what, Zach has decided to do is play best ball. Yeah. Like, and that extra flex spot really helps the way his team is built. Yeah. For sure. Um, now of course, like part of this is, I mean, there's some running backs that are doing some crazy stuff and you have to play two. Yeah. And there's still plenty of other wide receivers who can do stuff, but, but yeah, it's uh, it's paying off for him so far. Also, the Trevor Lawrence having this terrible week is such an anomaly. It was like apparently raining in that game, and mm. he had five yeah, turnovers. Yeah, five turnovers. Like, wow. Like, I think I and I think this is a game that you, like, you just hope that Trevor Lawrence can write off as like, yeah, it's bad weather. I can't play like that. But like, we move on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think you lose sleep over that performance from him. Um, and honestly, the Jags have been impressive so far. Yeah. Yeah, which we can, well, I don't, maybe we can talk about them now, but yeah, I'm very excited about my making it to the Super Bowl. But at least, like, I feel like maybe there's a chance. The AFC South is very bad. I think I may have lost you. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, I was hearing you were. Did you say you do want to talk about the Jags now, or you, or were you saying we should wait? Oh, uh, I was saying let's talk about. I was just saying, um, the way the Jags have started have given me a little bit of hope for that Super Bowl bet I made at the beginning of the season. <laughs> um, like just because the AFC South is truly so bad, and they yeah. are, like seem like decent, and they can maybe make the playoffs and do something stupid. I mean. Yes, there are there are other outcomes that are less likely to happen than that one. <laughs> so, I think yeah. I think when they if they maintain a first place AFC South lead for like two consecutive weeks, maybe three, then you start to get a little more hopeful. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I also wanted to ask. Say, I think we need to talk about the Tua situation because we were talking about Waddle. Mm-hmm. Should Tua play another football game? Yeah, see, that's where I'm at. Like, I I don't remember if I said this in Discord or not, but I was texting with a friend about it. Like, I don't think so. Like, if I'm him, like, I'm just 
pulling a move out of Andrew Luck's playbook. Like you have the rest of your life to live. Like don't you don't have to do this, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I I kind of agree and then I also have this feeling of like, yeah, is that just how do I just feel this way about football a lot more? <laughs> like it is so violent. Yeah, it's hard because it's like do, do I sometimes feel like complicit in the like machine of the NFL because of my obsession with fantasy and watching it and betting and everything else or yeah, like I don't know. It definitely feels hypocritical at times <laughs> like as much as I love it and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's bad," you know. But I I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like it's too good of a entertainment product for me to shy away from. Like I think we all just accept the negatives of it yeah yeah it's weird and also i think maybe having played it i often think Mm. like through high school stuff it's like yeah i played it like i understand but i also think you know maybe maybe being so offensive minded and so that's what a lot of betting is about the, the game is becoming like it's just happening less and less. So yeah, that's true. Like I, I definitely think that's that's true, um, and it is going to be interesting to see what changes because of the two injury. Like how quickly they they implement new protocols or whatever, and try to make it just seem like oh yeah, see it'll be better now. Um, but it's still to me that the whole thing just felt like absolutely bizarre that it was happening in twenty twenty two anyways, when like everyone seemed to be like yeah, he shouldn't be in this game. Yeah. And it's crazy that he's just like questionable. Like that, it's not like yeah, he's he's out for like a game. Yeah, I know. Like how right? Like, like the fact that they even. Oh no, they they announced that he's 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 gonna miss week five. Yeah, I was gonna say they did come out and say that, but the fact that they even okay. had to say it like that is like bizarre. Like, of course he's not. He yeah. shouldn't be playing this week. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what happens with him because I I could imagine even with the. Even if he's okay, like physically, the mental things that would be going on in, in your head to go back out there would have to be rough. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like an NFL how your quarterback. Head's trying so. to protect itself. <laughs> yeah. Like, how would yeah. you? How would you stand in the pocket when someone's barreling towards you and make a throw like that first time after you go back in? Yeah. What are you gonna do when you get up there, and? because it's Tua when he looks to his right and he sees TJ Watt lined up there. Yeah. And you're just like, or Vaughn Miller, or just like the Buffalo Bills defense. Like, no, no. Or Jeffrey Simmons looking at you in the face, breathing on you. Like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that at all. I think I'm just done. That's what I'm saying. I think as as much as it would break my heart because I have Tua in like three other leagues, (laughs) I think he needs to take a step back. Um, Yeah. It's tough. Um, I will say, uh, transitioning back into going up and down the, the standings here, I think that the fight from five to eight, if if none of the teams give up, like I think it could be brutal. I think it could change constantly, like every week. I I still think that the four teams that are currently in the top four will kind of stay there, but that five through eight will be could could fight down to the last week if they all are participating. Um, but the the team currently up top of those folks is the god kings at fifth place yes um 
the God Kings, who seemed out of all of all of the standings to be exceptionally pissed off about my <laughs> giving, ranking them <laughs> in eighth place, he did not like that. Um, and at sitting there at five and five had a or five and five at fifth place at two and two, and with one of those losses being an exceptionally close loss in a tight one actually both of the losses being like a a combined total of like nine points yeah in weeks two and three um yeah they're they're having they're they're trucking like right along this this past week in the game of thrones was felt like their first like big boom week they hadn't really they'd sort of been trucking along at like that 150 Mm-hmm. sort of area and that got a nice boost up to like that 180 which I feel like crossing like hitting up close to 180 is where you're like I'm probably going to win a lot yeah I like agree very, with that yeah yeah, hitting 170 and losing is definitely painful um, really hitting 160 and losing I think is, is rough because it seems like the median a lot of weeks is around that 150 area so um, anyways the uh I think the other thing with the God Kings too is like there's several pieces that are kind of volatile right now that I think like getting the right starting combination for him is going to be huge. Um, like Claypool had zero, po- zero points this week, uh, which is bizarre. And he hasn't done well at all this year anyways, but still like a seven point game is a lot different than zero. Um, but he's had Chris Olave, the rookie who I I'm very jealous of has seemed to come on nicely. And then even Miles Sanders, who I've also hated on in the past, had a pretty good year so far. Yeah. And not only that, uh, having Keenan Allen. Yeah. Hasn't even really played stuck. Yeah. Been stuck on IR after week one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting in the wings. Now I did just see that uh, Cordero Patterson has hit IR with a knee injury oh i did not know that i i didn't know that either um apparently he got injured this past week after wow. having starting off with a, a good game but that makes sense like right after i said that he didn't score any more points like have any more carries or touches or anything hmm. i did not notice that yeah so, that's that's um, a big loss for him because he was he had had two huge weeks so far yeah. Well, and, see, the thing is, just, like, this is a good timing him. thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, this is it is good timing though for Godkins as he's lucked into two other starting running backs with injuries. <laughs> Jamal Williams and yeah, Melvin that's Gordon. True. That's true. Now Melvin Gordon played like absolute dog crap. Like yeah. this past week when when uh Javante went out. Yeah, he fumbled um, again. I he think he's fumbled like him. several times this year, actually. Um, but I think he'll, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll score, you know, good amount of points as their starter. Um, he'll probably get a lot of touchdowns while Javante's gone this year. But it, it seems like the Broncos are trying to find a second guy to come in and work behind. I think they signed. Who was it? I saw they signed off someone's practice squad. 
uh, I don't remember who it was, but you know they'll find somebody to compliment him. But that could be a huge. And I don't know how long Swift will be out, but while he is, you're obviously starting Jamal Williams. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Maybe even and, flexing him yeah. in the future, honestly, the way he's been playing. Yeah, and es- yeah, and especially with Amon Ra out, too. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're that's a lot of that's a lot of players out. You know what I'm. Know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, the offense has got to use someone. <laughs> yeah. So, they're they're pretty well set up, and Aaron Rodgers has been uh, serviceable. He's he's honestly been better than what I was expecting. I really thought that the Packers were, were going to be able to do very very little, and he would do very very little. So, I'm actually surprised even by him hitting like. Yeah, he's seventeen been, points and stuff. Been good. And Ertz has been huge too. Like he had another big week this week, but he's been like, you definitely are starting two tight ends. If you're the God Kings, I think every week right now. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Along with that, Eckler has also been performing. Like he had a big boom week for him this past week, but that was someone who I've been a little bit skeptical on. But currently mm. the number three running back in PPR, he's really getting it done through the air. They're not, they're not, yeah, they're not really doing the the committee approach for him. He's already has over over twenty receptions, almost thirty receptions, which through four games. So, which I think that's good. I think that's what you want from him. Like if you have him, you don't want him to have a ton of rushes because he's just not big enough to, like take those hits I think and I think that's I think I said that before we started this season like that that was why I liked Eckler the way he was used last year so much is that he didn't run the ball a million times um they kind of figured out what to do whereas like McCaffrey they always just run him into the ground so if you keep getting that like McCaffrey like production out of Eckler then that's going to be a steal of a trade for the God Kings in the end yep Agreed. And also, as long as Andy Dalton is out there slinging for the Saints, I think Chris Olave yeah. is going to be beautiful. Yep, until Michael Thomas comes back, and then we'll see how those points kind of shake out between him and Olave and Landry. No, it's the second It's the second team. Second team magic. <laughs> yeah, it's the second team quarterback with the number one second team wide receiver. They're always, they're always in sync. All right, you might be right. <laughs> all right next up uh our, one of our favorite teams to talk about in fourth place we have touchdown nabby um and it's just there's always something with this team you know they're, they're <laughs> to me they're the most annoying team in the league uh this year just because like i don't know what it is but some of their ancillary pieces and like the like there's no reason that rashad white or not rashad white I don't know why I said that, that uh, Matt Collins should be like in your starting lineup. But like, that's just the way that this year is so far. And it's, he's like, he's a waiver wire pickup, you know, it's crazy. But that's how the, the, the Abbey roll. Yeah. Not only that, but like, I will say, I, I, we touched on it in the, in the preseason, but the Abbey have often been quite good at picking out which, uh, which tight ends to use or, which which of these flex spots to play? But you know sometimes you miss, and so this week it was like Mo Alley Cox, right? Like yeah, 
or and Corey Davis, who are easily like you could easily say like they're very close to starting over a Mac Hollins. I'm sure that that was like a pretty strong debate, right? Like yeah. And then the Michael Carter, the decision to start Mitchell Trubisky over Carson Wentz is one that I will be thinking about for years to come, uh, or Cooper Rush. Honestly, I that I would love to uh, to call Rob live on the air and figure out what went into his brain to make that choice. Maybe he thought they're they're playing like against the bad Jets and. Trubisky also had a rushing touchdown so far this season. Like he's only thrown one pick. The thing with Trubisky was he wasn't doing anything bad. And so um, my guess is that he was thinking like, Oh, this is against the jets. He, he's going to like, this is a get it, get it right game. This is like, uh, this is a little bit of a soccer analogy, but it's like, if there's, if there are players in fantasy soccer that you think are good or like, they're going to be fine but they have had a tough start. You try to pick them out to play against bad teams. So I'm thinking maybe he felt like they pick them out to play against a bad team. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, it makes sense, but I don't... But this is, this is like, it's just funny because this is what I always say with Rob and his team is, like, he, he is not afraid to make those moves, which is, like, I guess that's a good thing. But I, you would just never catch me in a million years having the balls to to do that but sometimes it works out so um i think too with him like kittle hasn't hasn't started getting his groove yet um once once he gets up to speed with with jimmy g like obviously we know that it's not going to be single digit point weeks for him every week so that that'll turn it around um i am curious to see like if tyreek can keep up high numbers with uh, what's his face again? Tyrod. Tyrod. Yeah, I think that's a better option than when he had Jacoby Brissett. So I do like that for him better. But um, we'll see. I mean, that it looked fine in the second half against the Bengals. So yeah. Also, uh, I'm also curious to see. You know, he has Hunter Renfro, which I'm guessing is why Matt Collins eventually got the start. Is like he has Renfro, and so when Renfro's out, he puts Matt Collins in. Um, so I think when Renfro comes back too, yeah, that could help sort out some of those the juggling act, if you will. Yeah, I've I've been disappointed by Renfro so far. I've, I was really thinking he would be an awesome guy. I know he's been hurt the last two weeks, but before that, he didn't really do anything. So that's a big question mark, I think, for this team to, going forward is what's going to happen with him. But um, yeah. Yeah, he did do his that week too. I feel like he did his normal thing, which is he caught seven balls for fifty nine yards. You know what I'm like? He, he just yeah, and he like, and he fumbled. Yeah, it's like twice. It's a, it's a bummer. Um, yeah, and his, one of his fumbles was the concussion. Like he yeah, that was he got he messed got up. Yeah. So I forgot about that. that. I feel like when you're injured on a fumble, it doesn't count. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel that same way. Yeah. It's not your fault. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with David Montgomery because, uh, I don't know how serious his injury is, but, um, I've been saying for forever since I could say it, that he was going to end up being replaced by Khalil Khalil Herbert. And I'm still mad at Jake that 
I've acquired him in every league except for this one after sending numerous strong offers to him and to Aaron. <laughs> uh, and now I know I'll never get him. <laughs> so after that big yeah. explosion, like he, I'll never get him. But uh, I think that even when Montgomery comes back, like it, I don't see how they don't split it up a little bit more. Yeah. So that's tough. But, um, I mean, Josh Allen's still doing Josh Allen things. Leonard Fournette is getting hilarious stat lines. Cortland Sutton's, you know, finally doing what we thought he would. So I think the Abbey are still solidly, you know, in that top four tier for sure. Yeah, and not only that, but Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Yeah. He hadn't even Jamar Chase yet. So very true. Just wait. <laughs> very, very true. All right. Up next, we have the Gotham Knights in third place. Um, I'm very, very happy with my team so far. I had a, a really hard like start of the year schedule wise in week two and three, lose, like having to face you and Wyatt. Um, and I didn't have like spectacular weeks either. So I was kind of like, oh, this is fine. Because like, even if I had good weeks, I could have lost these these matchups. So I think that I'll hopefully get on a little win streak here. Um, but even when like when I scored 136 against Wyatt, it was like everything went wrong for about every single one of my players. Um, and I still scored 136. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, and just, I know I'll have the weeks where everyone is like middling and the weeks where a couple guys explode and it'll be tough to lose. Um, the biggest thing that I am interested in right now is like, just trying to figure out who if one of my receivers got hurt like that would put me in a weird place because I was really thinking that Julio would still have starter weeks <laughs> um mm-hmm. but I don't think that I don't know something would have to change for that and like there's going to be a time later where I have Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett both gone and it'll just be ugly at receiver but it's okay that's what I have all these running backs for yeah. Also, the fact that Kenny Galladay, like, yeah, he's the best thing that too. could happen for your team is Kenny Galladay getting traded because he just c- cries and cries in New York about whatever's going on there. Like, right. It, if he could go to Nashville, and like, I think him going to the Titans would maybe be like one of the best things. Yeah, and I don't like. I was just trying to think of teams where he could go. And it's sad that like I still think of him as like, oh yeah, he should be able to do those things too. And like, man, he's just not and he and he's been staying hurt too it's just sad like he frustrates me to even look at on my roster but but yeah if if michael thomas comes back i guess that'll help too it's just he's starting to make me nervous now <laughs> like you weren't you're supposed to be over the injury no more injuries because he was doing fine but we'll see yeah um i'm really happy with uh saquon like that's probably my favorite player on my team right now is Saquon Barkley. Just seeing him look like old Saquon again, it's been so fun. Um, so that's that's been nice. Yeah, I am. I'm a little curious about his workload. The man's already got, I know. gotten a, like a hundred, a hundred just like handoffs. No, he has. He's he's pushing close to ninety touches already. That's a he. He's hitting that heavy workload. Yeah, he's got 84 rushing attempts and 15 receptions. So he's literally at 99 touches already <laughs> through four games. That is So that's crazy. a little scary. But um, I was glad to see that Dalvin Cook like had an injury. And normally he in the past he misses that game, especially with it being in London. But the fact that he played, uh, he only got 10 points. But 
um, he still had 20 carries, so that makes me happy too. I feel like everything is fine. It's like where I want my team to be. Uh, even with like Daniel Jones being my backup for when I have to use him for Russ or Justin Herbert, like even he's been scoring lots of fantasy points. So I like it. Yeah, I mean, you you do have the advantage of like they're gonna they're gonna let him run. They tell him to run and get himself killed. That's yeah, because they don't care about him. Advantage. So <laughs> he's like the most terrible version of Josh Allen is how they use him. Yeah, Josh Allen with no cares about his health and no skills. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I'm happy with the team. I think as more people start to get injured, if my like big four or maybe you could say big five running backs with Josh Jacobs having a good week stay healthy, um, I could see me moving one of those to a team that was RB needy uh, for a receiver. But until then, I'm gonna enjoy hoarding them. Yeah, I was also gonna ask if you were ever considering the five running back, which we. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, I almost did it this week. I, I went back and forth on Brandon Cooks and Josh Jacobs pretty much all week. Um, I think now I'll I'll probably will. You probably will see it this week. Uh, I'll probably mainly decide between Tyler Lockett and Brandon Cooks for, as far as who's actually starting at receiver. Um, and I've just been hesitant to start Josh Jacobs, even though he was doing fine. I just felt like the way that my lineup was built with all those other running backs, I would have the stability and I didn't really need his 14 or, you know, 10 to 14 points, I would rather have the boom of a receiver in that flex spot. But now, maybe not. And also, if he ends up, I know he won't score that many points every week, but if he has a few more like that, like, I am just going to be so happy because I was singing Josh Jacobs' praise all offseason despite the noise. So that would be huge. Yeah. Um, I will say I have have him in another league, so, because I was like, I've just been hating on this dude. But... Um, yeah, we'll see. You know me. I think he's fine. Right. But the, but the Raiders are a new team. Who are using him. Who might be doing some different stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, second place, we have the winner faces. Um, about where we thought they would be at this point in the season as well. So no major surprises here. Um, anything sticking out to you about them in the early goings this year? Um, I think the main thing is, is the how, like they're in the spot we would think they would be, but they haven't, you know, they haven't had any games where it felt like close, like the game they lost, it was like a a total, like throwaway kind of game. And, um, I guess this past week they had a really nice big like 200 point week, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest surprise was just the the Patrick Mahomes like sl- how slow the start was. Yeah, just how slow the start was for his quarterbacks. Um, would probably be like the biggest surprise to me. But then I feel like the ball's rolling now. Uh, the other big surprise to me is C.D. Lamb still being relevant with Cooper Rush. Like when Dak got hurt, yeah, that's probably like one of the biggest. He got fears. better with Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah, so he's been he's been cooking. Uh, so yeah, their team is quite good. Here, I do have uh, a little little take. I, it's not. I don't. I've never heard Wyatt say this, so it might not even be pointed towards Wyatt. It might be more towards 
Braden Smith in our other league, but you just made a comment that adds to this. So like people who own who I'm sorry, people who get to own Patrick Mahomes in Dynasty just need to shut their mouths. Like I don't want to hear anything from you about a slow start or the dude scored like 35 points in week one. Y'all are so spoiled to get to own Patrick. His bad weeks are 17 points, which is like a wet dream for a Davis Mills or Matt Ryan or like like no I don't want to hear anything about Patrick Mahomes he's fine they're fine just shut it you, you get to own Patrick Mahomes yeah I guess his the big advantage for him is that he also runs some yeah he runs just enough to where like because I'm looking at like his week three that Colts game like that line looks terrible except like he would have had a really bad game but he rushed for like almost 40 yards too yeah and like like, 18 points for a quarterback is good maybe i'm jaded because i've had matt ryan for so long as my (laughs) my qb2 and i'm like 18 that's awesome but i just think it's just fine brady has really struggled though i will say i think it was smart for him to you know go roll, roll with burrow even though they've also had their things um what do you think about justin fields not just in fantasy, just in general. Are you worried about him long-term? Oh, I haven't even watched him play football mm. like this year, really. Um, I don't know. He, The man doesn't even get to try to throw the ball. Yeah. Like He just has no weapons either. Yeah, like what... Yeah, what... Like, what is Chicago doing? They're... I they're don't know. terrible. Because, like... To me, like Justin Fields, you have to treat like the Jalen Hurts situation, or like what I think that the 49ers were probably going for with Trey Lance, like or Lamar, like when the Ravens. It's not like they're like just like passing juggernauts, but obviously, like Justin Fields can throw the football. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. To go seven for eleven in a game. Well, yeah, it's like, bad. It's... Did, did they lose that game? <laughs> yeah. did, they lost that game. Like you can't do that. It when you're losing, you can't throw the ball eleven times. I'm sorry. It, it, yeah. It's frustrating, for sure. I mean, the fact that they're two and two is impressive with how bad <laughs> their offense has been. Um, I think it was on. Pardon my take. They were talking about how he's like taken over the the Josh Rosen stat line. We're like, in that game they won against the Texans, his stat line was 8 for 17 for 106 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Oh my god. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, Darnell Mooney, I guess, is somewhat talented, but like, no one else is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I have, like I said, I haven't watched the games to know, like, if he's able to throw the football and they're just... I don't I like it, it but when I look at it I'm like this doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't. Um huh. he you know T Higgins has been doing pretty good still uh Rashad Bateman for the Ravens I thought would have had a better season so far than he has. Um so I would think he would turn it around at some point. I think he probably still has to be started. And then of course Wyatt does look into uh the freaking fourth round pick, Romeo Dobbs, seems to be a gem potentially. Yeah, Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers starts to like him and trust him, it could be it could be trouble for everyone else. Yep, of course. He was picked 
in round four, pick 10, literally the last pick before being a fifth rounder, and why it scoops him up right into the starting lineup. Are we surprised? No. <laughs> if you're no. surprised, then you've been watching the wrong league, folks. <laughs> um, oh, I, before I, we talk about only, your the team... The only bright spot... Oh, oh go oh. ahead. I was going to say, the only bright spot is his tight end situation is bad. It is embarrassing. Like, what is he doing? And he's... I don't know... It, <laughs> he doesn't need him. It, it bothers me that he's... he's Yeah, I think he's just so maniacally... like. He knows what he has. He's like, ah, tight end. Who cares about that? And that bothers me a little bit. So, hmm. oh yeah, well. I love it. I mean, I, I wish I could have played like Wyatt. I, yeah, I, right. I, I hate the tight end, but <laughs> it is what it is for me. I know. Um, so I was going to say, before we move to your team, if we were ever going to talk about the Giants, it probably should have been when we were talking about my team having Daniel Jones and Saquon. But the Giants are like strangely okay so far this year yeah the titans should have beat them oh for sure so like but they also probably should have beat the cowboys which would have had them at four and oh (laughs) but they have played some bad teams so i expect that to correct itself yeah i don't i uh i I don't believe in the giant i think that the giants could end up like four and 13 yeah (laughs) the like, three of I their wins really already happened apart, so. <laughs> yeah yeah i i did not dabble in many over under team totals this year but i had bet i think it was eight and a half and i bet under when i saw that i like smash to that and then i now i'm like well crap they're already at three wins so mm, maybe vegas is playing that atlanta falcon they're the atlanta falcons of this year yeah like the team that's like gonna be right around 500 it just felt so off to me um but Oh well, the Vegas always knows something. They do. I don't know how, but they know they know something. All right, let's talk about the brews. Uh, I want to start it off with. Um, I don't think it's an apology as much as it is like an admittance of being wrong, or like my mind finally changing on Jalen Hurts. So like I was, you know, big on the camp of like saying he sucked and he was going to be replaced and all that stuff for it the last couple of years. And now I've fully swung in the opposite direction. Like I would, I would be desperate to own Jalen hurts. I think he's going to be a star. I love him. He's the future. And I'm really, I'm really upset about it. Oh, well, it makes I mean, it makes me somewhat sad, but I'm also very happy because that was like the first trade. Of I know. Our whole league, I know. I think, <laughs> I think it was literally the first trade. Yeah. So uh, outside of the draft trade. Yeah. Outside of the draft. Um, but I mean, you know, it is what it is at the time. It, yeah. it made sense, uh, because he was a backup <laughs> and yeah. like had no actual path of becoming a starting NFL quarterback. I mean, I got him with a third round pick in a rookie draft. Like it's just painful. The, the whole thing is painful to think about in retrospect. Um, but that it's, that's not even why, I mean, you know how I am with my players. Like once, like a month goes by, I forget that they were ever even on my team, unless their name is Deontay Johnson or Josh Jacobs. Um, and I got I got Jacobs back. So, um, Jalen Hurts has been dead to me as a knight for a long time. But I am um, severely bummed that he's he's so good now. I'm even more mad that 
Braden owns him in our other league because he's impossible to trade with. And I, I'd need a quarterback in that league and have the assets to get him, and it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, also, sorry we're talking about this other league. This person sends us absurd trade offers all the time, and the man owns Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. So And Deshaun Watson. That's Yeah. So <laughs> Stupid. And he's impossible to trade with. So... Yeah. Anyways, like I said, sorry for that. Uh, but your team is, is obviously very good. Um, I'm glad that I had you ranked higher than you had had ranked yourself. <laughs> um, it's going really good. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, going pretty good. Uh, very lucky this week for Zach Wilson to come back mm-hmm. and, and be able to sub in with Jameis Winston's, like, <laughs> broken back. Yeah. Um, and also Hoyer going out immediately in the game. Uh, now I did have yeah, that, Geno that Smith, could have been I a guess, disaster. But like, I don't know what to make of Geno Smith being like decent. Yeah, I mean, it. I think he's gonna put up like serviceable numbers if if you have to start him with due to injury or bye week. Like he seems like he's gonna be okay as a plug in. Yeah, and he does have the rushing help. Like, he'll run some. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I think my 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 biggest fear is that I, whenever I look at my... It's like I have an easy, fairly easy starting lineup to make for the most part. But, like, when it talks about my max points for it, like... Mm-hmm. It's like the players that I start. It's like that is just like my team most of the time, if mm. that makes sense. And I'm yeah, I, like, that is a scary feeling. Yeah, it, like it. And there are just some players like if they get hurt, like I don't think I can. It, it really starts like Mark Andrews can really carry my team. Um, you mean Taysom Hill overall, wouldn't be a really, good backup tight end? <laughs> he's not the worst i'm not gonna lie yeah. he's he's kind of fine um because he could maybe play quarterback or running back but um but the i think that yeah i like my team just fine i uh, was interested when i was looking at your team that because of maybe some lack of depth at receiver that at least of like, like consist like someone that you know can sub in a receiver, that you did have Burks to start the year on the taxi squad. Was that just assuming, like if if you needed him at that point, that the season would be a wash anyways, or like what was the thought process there? Oh, this is more of like if I don't if I don't I didn't think you'd have a good year this year. Like, I was like, I don't think the Titans are going to be throwing the ball to him, even if he's playing. Like he will be the with Robert Woods. I thought he would be the second wide receiver, and so the second hmm. wide receiver is like Corey Davis, which I thought I had enough decent wide receivers that were going to probably be a better start than him happening, and so that if I could sneak away with him being on the taxi squad for a year, that could be it would just be a little bit of a, a bonus for me if I can make it happen, and if not, like whatever i'll drop someone it's more of me trying to like push my limit of Mm. having an advantage of having them there 
makes sense. I could see that. I think I with a team that's competing, it's hard to it and all to, also if you think he's never going to crack the lineup anyways, it kind of allows you to leave that roster spot for like churning the the bottom of your roster on like little waiver pickups and stuff, which can sometimes be more helpful with like looking into a guy to trade or something than actually having Burks on your bench. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I've learned my lesson too, from like Terrace Marshall, not sitting on my taxi squad or like exactly. Jordan Love, not saying that he was the same way as that, but like, now it, you're not going to drop those, those guys. Yeah. People. That's what I'm saying. So it's like having the ability to drop someone <laughs> that is bad there, uh, I guess it, is some value in it in and of itself. Yeah. But um but I'm I am pretty I'm to be honest with you, my excitement is for the year twenty twenty five twenty twenty four. And I want Malik Willis to be the starting quarterback and Traylon Burks <laughs> to be on his mm. like playing his third season. And I'm hoping that they can like both just like move up and go. That would be quite scary if you could harness all that power, especially if Zach Wilson turns out to be decent. Yeah, which again, I, I was I love the fact that he caught a touchdown pass. I know that was hilarious. That was nice for me. Yeah, that um, helped a lot in the points yeah, department. Think, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and I think other than that, like, I think the the nicest thing is, like, I don't feel too... I have a lot of players outside, like, like wide receivers, running backs. Like, my players are often the, the focal points, even if they're not, like, the best offenses. Hmm. Like, if they're going to do anything, it will probably be that player. That's true. Um, so, like, Christian Kirk in the rain, like, didn't do anything. Am- Amari Cooper, like, he just didn't catch anything because, like, the Browns are not, like, a pass-first Yeah. offense. And I think that'll help. I mean, I think his second half of the season will be much better once Deshaun starts playing. Yeah. But I um, like Christian Kirk. I think I, yeah. I mentioned him, like, preseason as, like, a guy for you that could be a, a huge startable piece. And the thir- through the first three weeks, he was amazing, so... That's that's an oh, that's yeah. a nice yeah he was nice guy to have in your flex. Yeah, he was great. I will say, I think he would have still been great in Arizona with how like instead of Holly if yeah. Hollywood Brown wasn't in Arizona, like Christian Kirk would have still been quite good for how that all played out. That's true with Fitzgerald and everything. But, They've all been so injured. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see what happens with Hopkins when he comes back, um, because that it seems like no one else can stay healthy. I mean, Hollywood's been fine when he stayed in there. Oh, but... I said Fit- Fitzgerald. I, I got the wrong old wide receiver playing <laughs> With there. With dreads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that could really yeah. help Katie whenever he does eventually come back. Give her some more yeah. stability, too. <clears throat> um, um, well, nice. But, I mean, my shining star, is Justin Jefferson, is absurd. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, you should. I love having Jefferson and Diggs. Yeah, that's unfair. That's crazy. And like I said, or like Spicer said earlier, not to, you know, keep coming back to that other league that we were in, but the guy that he was talking about sent me some, like, laughable trade offers for Justin Jefferson. And it's like, I don't know if you feel this way, Spicer, but, like, I'm just not trading him. Like, 
yeah even if i got a really crazy offer i mean maybe i would consider it i guess but like he's too fun to own and it's gonna be years of fun why would i want to give that up yeah i would need like i would need like what you paid for herbert plus two wide like plus Two wide receivers that I think are also fun. Yeah, exactly. I, or something crazy. I'm not like, just trading him away for picks that could all flame out and bust. Like I, I would definitely need a player that's already good, plus some high draft capital. And like I just don't think anyone would actually want to pay those things. It's like the same thing for Jonathan Taylor. Like I'm not trading Jonathan Taylor away. It would it would require something insane. And I don't like no one's gonna pay that. They're gonna wait for him to have two bad weeks like these last couple weeks. And then I'm definitely not selling him, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that he's incredible. I think Chase will be viewed in a similar way probably after this year. <laughs> but, yeah, fun stuff. I think Chase is already there, even. Yeah, and maybe he is. Maybe that's me having a little bit of purple bias. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. Well, uh, yeah, enjoy your corral of quarterbacks <laughs> um I, I think as long as one of them can stand next to jalen hurts that you'll continue to be fine the question will yes, be how I... long can you stay undefeated yeah i don't think it will i don't think it'll be much longer i think i come up into some like tough real life matchups soon i think god king's week seven when you have Hertz, Jefferson, Diggs, and Thielen all on by, could probably be the one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a I'm, deadly the, combination of bye weeks right there. Yeah, thankfully though, the God Kings also have uh, cousins Goddard Sanders. Like they, they're also on the Eagles and Vikings. Somewhere. That's true. So I could maybe sneak by with maybe a a lucky. Uh, just like luck of the bye weeks for him as well, but yeah. Honestly, having like, all your best players have similar bye weeks, I think is probably better in the long run. Yeah, I kind of think so too. Like, Just pile them up in a couple weeks, get them out of the way, and be full strength every other week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I, I don't know for anyone in redraft. I don't even look at bye weeks anymore. I just don't care. Yeah, I don't either. Well, nice. Well, uh, those are your standings, folks. Um, we did have a couple trades. Uh, Spicer wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the Andy Dalton for $25 trade <laughs> uh, that happened. Yeah. Oof. That was uh, that's a cheap that's a cheap starting quarterback, and I have to say I'm a I'm a little bit <laughs> nervous now. I might I might make a make a play for him just because like <laughs> Jameis is back. I, I could not believe like. When when Brady sent in the chat that like that sucks for Andy Dalton that like Jameis Winston having fractures like cracks in his spine doesn't guarantee the team's like yeah get out there and play yeah <laughs> because we don't want Andy out there we don't want the red rocket out there slinging it um, yeah that's rough that's pretty tough and I think that my I have to say after watching the London game though I'm kind of like. I don't even know if I want him. Like, I really think he's not amazing. Yeah. But I'm very excited for when Alvin Kamara comes back. Mm -hmm. 
because I think he might dump the ball down to him like a hundred times. Agree. I ha- I have him on uh one of my redraft leagues that uh, redraft teams that is is three and one, and I feel like I haven't even really gotten to utilize him yet, and that makes me excited. But uh, that's that's that should be another reason that people are scared of the bruise is that we haven't even seen him do his thing yet this year. Yeah, I don't know if he will though. I feel like those rib injuries can sometimes like. Hmm. I'm not trying to be like ironic, but like take the wind out of you. Like you just don't quite feel yourself. You're always afraid of getting hit. Yeah, unless you're Justin know. Herbert, then you're just a BA. <laughs> yeah, dude, that I'm I'm worried about that kid as well. <laughs> I really hope that I'm worried that he's doesn't turn into anything else. Oh, oh, this might be too dark, but I thought like when when Tua went down when i heard about that and Tyrod Taylor came in so this is a bunch of like terrible stuff cuz like there's a bunch of people getting injured that i was like what if Justin Herbert had his rib cracked and it punctured his lung in the same week that Tyrod Taylor like oh, that would have came been back in and started it again some sick weird justice <laughs> yeah but again this is like it is like i would never actually want that to happen right. but for some reason that did cross my mind of like that is some weird irony that could yeah possibly be in play i mean that's fair it's fair that your brain went there for sure yeah also i think tyrod taylor is genuinely suing the chargers staff and will probably win about his lung getting punctured yeah he should i mean that's absolutely insane that that happened yeah yeah um well um i'm trying to think if i had any other big takeaways i mean we i started to allude to it i guess i didn't finish the thought but i think the eagles are going to be a good team this year i expect them to be a like a top playoff contender for the nfc um and i i think it's funny that we were so excited about the afc west and then like it they have not turned out to be what we thought as a whole as a division there's been struggles in on all four of their teams so far um so it's not going to surprise me when the chiefs just somehow end up (laughs) taking it again yeah yeah i feel i feel similarly like i also i'm trying i'm trying to think of some other of those takeaways but i think that is the most shocking is how poor the afc west has kind of been or not not poor but like just not dominant yeah like they don't feel like they're unbeatable teams which is what i expected um yeah for sure i thought it would be just like juggernaut after juggernaut but the afc south like all beat but them that one who knows week. maybe yeah maybe around maybe after the bye weeks everyone gets their reset yeah maybe so oh man um i was i'm also just i know we've kind of dipped in and out of the tua thing but like i it just made me so sad i'm going back to it to say like i was absolutely loving watching him just like beast mode with tyreek and, and waddle and like I know that his injury is obviously like much bigger than than that, of course, but at the same time, like I'm still like grieving that that isn't probably gonna, <laughs> you know, come back anytime soon. Because um, I I was one of the biggest Tua supporters that you could be. Like I did, never gave up on him. I have him in every other league. I even sent an offer to Noah before the injury, um, like this past week, like offering up one of my major running backs and uh some other stuff trying to get him even still <laughs> but yeah it's just a bummer yeah it is a bummer and i will say you have been on to a 
since the beginning. You really have. So I hope he's okay just like as a human being. Yeah. But it will also, yeah. if he is, and he can play football, if he is able to come back and play at a high level, then like what an amazing story that'll be. So still rooting for the guy. Yeah, me too. I will say, though, he, that's definitely a player that like every time I see him playing it will make me nervous mm-hmm. now, like no matter what. That's like, true. Just mm-hmm. to see him playing football, I will be like... Oh. It, it's kind of bizarre that like with Teddy, I mean, uh, Bridgewater, I, there's some like similarities i could see in their careers a little bit where like teddy had an amazing college career at louisville and then he had that horrific like leg injury and he just was never able to do what he could do and then he was like now he's a career journeyman backup like i really hope that's not what happens to tua yeah i don't i really don't think so i think Tua is either like i'm he's gonna be a starter or he's never playing football again Hmm. i don't think there is gonna be like a middle option i don't think there's a coming back yeah yeah or it's like you're coming back or you're not hmm Maybe so. Gosh, it, it's so scary. It feels like we're talking about a life or death. Situation. I know. It really does. Like, don't like it. I know. I don't like it either. Um, well, I I don't think I have anything else. I, I To our fans who stuck with us uh, and demanded the podcast, I appreciate it. Um, I hope that we will be able to hit a more regular release schedule soon and would not have to give you quarterly updates. But um, next time we come back, we will dive into the more specific matchups and uh, try to make make this feel a little bit normal. Yeah. Yes. Sorry again. We've we've been trying out some 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 attempts at solo potting. <laughs> they haven't quite turned out well, <laughs> but we're we'll we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll figure out something to make the the time difference work. So we will. All right. Well, that's all I have. Until next time, this has been your Corporate Global Dynasty Podcast. Bye, y'all.